0: Our minds are powerful, and the truth is this, that we will do what we think. We will end up doing what we think. Why can't we just name the word without naming the color or naming it? Because our actions are inevitably going to go right down that path. That's why it is so important to think about what you're thinking about. We have to think about what we think about. So think about it. What is it that you actually spend most of your day thinking about? You think about friends, dating relationships, money, TikTok. You spend time thinking about past failures or frustrations, um, hot girls, worry, your car or the car you hope you have or what you wish you could do to your car to make it something that you're proud of, your sport's School, a job, or a potential job, we think about a lot of things through the course of the day. And it's important to think about what we're thinking about because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Another translation says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he does become. We become what we think because our thoughts become our words, and then our words become our actions, and then our actions become our habits, and then our habits become our actual destiny. And our destiny is first and foremost determined by what we think. Our destiny is first and foremost shaped by our own thoughts. So, for example, maybe you sense God leading you to step up your game when it comes to band. And so you're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm second chair, and I want to get to first chair. You have a choice. You can either think, I can do this, and I'm going to move forward, or you can think, I'm actually not, that first chair guy, he's not that good. You know, it's really the band teacher's fault. And once you start going, your thoughts start going down that road, then that begins to push your actions. First chair guy's not that good. The band teacher just likes him better. Then all of a sudden, you feel kind of justified sitting on the couch instead of practicing your instrument like crazy. And then weeks and months go by, and you haven't actually done anything, and so you stay second chair and you never progress to first chair. And a whole year goes by and you're just the second chair guy. When you knew at the beginning of the year that if you practiced, you could step up your game and you could do it. But if you don't think about what you're thinking about, you'll end up thinking negative things, which will cause you to instead sit on the couch. And you can take that same principle and apply it to sports, to getting a job, to relationships with your friends, or improving things between you and your parents. Because many of the problems we encounter in life are actually rooted in our thinking patterns. And many times the way we think can create the problems that we face in life. We actually create our own problems up in our own brains. And so sometimes a bad thing doesn't even really have to happen to us. We can just think a bad thing might happen to us. And then we get off track in our minds. And this whole concept isn't an accident. There's actually somebody who spends the entire day trying to figure out how he's going to trip us up. He spends all of eternity trying to figure out how he's gonna mess up our thoughts so that he'll mess up our words so we'll mess up our actions so he can mess up our destiny. And that thing is the devil, the enemy. And he roars around like a lion, the Bible says, trying to figure out a way to devour us. And he just starts right up here. He starts with our thought patterns trying to just get us off track. Just because a thought occurs to us does not mean that we have to dwell on it. It doesn't mean we should dwell on it. We can fight our thinking with spiritual weapons. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And strongholds means like an enemy fortress. We can demolish arguments and every pretension or false accusation that seats itself up against the knowledge of God, and we can take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This means that God can give us weapons to fight a spiritual battle that's being fought over our minds and our thinking patterns, and that we do have the power to rip down those false patterns of thought. But many times, the devil, he just tries to sneak a thought into our mind and hopes that we don't notice. That's why Jesus calls him a liar. Jesus said about the devil in John 8, he said, he is the father of lies and of all that is False. So every lie originates with the devil grabbing a hold of a thought and twisting it into a lie. And this means that everything the devil makes up is untrue. And so if you hear something kind of being whispered into your thoughts, you can recognize that's the devil just trying to throw you off. And when he tells us stuff, he lies to us. When he tells us stuff about ourselves, he lies. When he tells us stuff about our reputation, he lies. When he tells us things that he is trying to get us to think other people are thinking, he lies. When he tells us how we look, he lies. He preys on things like fears and doubt and suspicion, and he takes anything he can grab onto and he lies. And he keeps on twisting and poking and provoking until he gets a reaction from us. And then he realizes, oh, that's a soft spot. I'm gonna pick on that one, just like a playground bully. The devil will sneak into our minds, and he's subtle, and he's always at work with lies and fears and doubts. So I want you to imagine that this brain represents your brain. Your own minds and this is what happens the devil will try to stab into your thoughts with fears and temptations so all of a sudden you may find yourself thinking out of the blue i'm man my parents are broke their parents were broke i'm probably just gonna be broke i'm probably gonna be poor my whole life and nothing's ever going to change or he might stab a thought in of you're feeling lonely and you feel like you just don't fit in, you don't have the right friends. So he's just going to stab that lie into your thinking and go, yeah, you're, you're probably the guy that's just not going to have any friends. You're going to be lonely your whole life. You're not going to have any friends. It's just going to be how it is for you. Or maybe he just says, oh, yeah, Junction. This place This place sucks. You got to get out of here. This is the worst place ever. You're never going to have a good life if you stay here in Grand Junction. Or maybe he'll just sneak in a temptation like all your friends are hanging out. And he's like, hey, ask if anybody brought any weed. He's just going to throw that thought into your mind. He's just stabbing at your brain, trying to manipulate your thoughts. He might say to you, God is mad at you. God can't love you. God does not care about you. He'll just slip that thought into your mind. And if you entertain it and you think about it and you start agreeing with that lie he tried, then he's going to keep on saying more stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, God's definitely mad at you. I mean, you didn't fold your underwear. I mean, um, you didn't, you didn't. And he's just going to try to come up with something for you to agree with. And once he start agreeing with you, With him, he's gonna just keep stabbing those lies into your brain. Maybe he'll throw this one at you. You might say, hey, have you considered if you're bi? Maybe you're bi. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's why you're so confused. And it just becomes like a stab of a thought. And if you blow it off and you, ah, that doesn't make any sense. He moves on. He goes on to the very next lie. He may throw out something else, like, I can't change. I'm never gonna be any different than I am right now. I can't improve myself, this is just how it is. And then you think you're stuck in that pattern, in that situation. Maybe he'll say, I'm a, you're a huge disappointment. You're a huge disappointment to God. And so then all of a sudden, all these thoughts and all these lies are just stuck in your brain. And we, you or I, we can't have a healthy life with all these lies just stabbing into our thinking all the time. In the end, if we allow these weapons into our mind, the truth is our life quality will diminish. You know, things will get worse for us. We have to say, no, I don't, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I don't believe that. That's not, that's not true. That's not really how I think or, or what I, no, wait a second. The Bible doesn't say God's, I'm short, okay? The Bible doesn't say God's mad at me. That, that's not true. I've asked Jesus to forgive my sins. That's not the truth. And if we start calling out these lies and pulling these lies out, that's what 2 Corinthians is saying we have the ability to do, is that we can pull these lies out by rejecting them. We have the weapon to take our thoughts captive. But the devil, he's always trying to mess with our thinking. He's always trying to mess with what we're doing and he's twisted up and he wants us to miss out on every opportunity that God has for us. And that's why he just keeps going after us. That's why he keeps attacking us in our thought life because he knows our thoughts become our words and our words become our actions and our actions become our habits and eventually our habits create our destiny. And the devil wants the worst for us but Jesus wants the best for us. And so friends, we have to recognize that we're in a battle and we have to be willing to fight against those things that are coming against. We have the power to think about what we're thinking about. We have the power to think about what's going on in our brain and to make decisions about what we're going to focus on and what we're going to reject. And if you haven't been doing that in your life, chances are that you got a bunch of lies sticking out of your brain. And it's time to pull those out and reject those those lines of thought. Romans 8 in the Bible says this those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature or sin desires. But those who live in accordance or in harmony with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So, this Bible verse lets us know that we have the power to set our minds, to focus our mind on something. For example, who sets your Spotify list? I mean, do you let anybody just grab your phone and change your favorite playlist? Heck no. If someone came in, grabbed your phone, accessed your Spotify list, and put on a ridiculous, nasty, super twangy, old school, blah, country music song, would you put that on repeat? No, not the good ones. There's, there's some of you that like country music. I'm not talking about the ones that are likable. I'm talking about the worst possible. You would go, nah, I'm not going to replay that. I'm not going to play that over and over and over again. Why? You can just insert pop music, okay? Cheesy pop music. Okay, so if someone comes in and sets something on your Spotify and you don't like it, what are you going to do? Delete it. Get it off of there, right? You're not going to keep playing it. We have to have the same control over our thinking. The devil doesn't have the right to set the agenda of our thoughts. If he comes into your brain and he sets something into your thinking, into your brain, just like we demonstrated, you have the power to remove it and say, no, 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 I'm not gonna think. Just because you sent put that on my Spotify list doesn't mean I'm gonna play it all day. Just because you put that thought in my mind doesn't mean I'm gonna think it all day. We can make this change. Now, just because a thought comes into our mind doesn't mean we have to let it stay there. Sometimes that thought is just hanging out in our minds, waiting to see if we'll recognize it as an enemy spy, waiting to see if we'll recognize it as a lie or if it can just hang out and we won't even notice it. And if it stays around long enough, most people end up believing the thought that they're having. They'll start to think that that thought was their thought to begin with instead of that that thought was a thought of the devil. And the truth is that bad stuff's going to happen to us. Pastor Sean, will you come out? We just need to demonstrate bad stuff happening. This, Madeline, you, you can help. Okay, now? so Sean, uh, for us to help torture Madeline, we need to wear a pair. You need to wear this pair of goggles okay. and uh, put those earplugs in. Okay. I will not be able to... That's fine. That's actually perfect. Okay. Perfect. So before you put this earplug in, when you're done, then put this on your head. Just handles right there. If you need help, Madeline can help you. She's, she's on your side. That's because it's a lie. Okay. Put it on and try to get the turtleneck nice and down because you really, really... Okay, that I'd help you, but this is fun for me. Okay, good. Get the turtleneck snugged in. You feel snug? Okay. It's going great. All right, so Sean has the the bug cage on his head. I don't know if he knows that's what it is, but he may remember it. All right, so in a moment, we are going to allow some bad things to happen to Sean, and those bad things are going to come in the form of live crickets. And we're going to go ahead and dump those onto Sean's head. And if you've never had live crickets on your head, you have to get shorter. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, just stay there. Okay, so live crickets might not seem that bad, but actually they bite and pinch. So it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's the worst. Nope, you got to just stay right there. Wait. Okay, so the crickets now are probably crawling in his beard. I did give him earplugs so they wouldn't crawl in his ear canals because that happened once, and then it was bad. Um, So anyways, they're pinching his ear, pinching his face. They're getting stuck in his hair. There's probably cricket poop in there, too. We didn't sort it out, so we're not exactly sure. But I want you to imagine that life has dumped bad things on Sean, okay? That's the crickets. Madeline is life. She has dumped the bad things upon Sean's head, Now, let me point out this obvious that something bad has happened to Sean, and he's suffering a little bit, and he has to make a choice. Is he going to allow all these bad things to keep on jumping around on his head? Is he going to allow these bad things to jump around on his mind and in his brain and in his life? Or is he going to decide, I'm not just going to sit there and take it? Because so far, the bad thing has happened, but Sean's just sitting there taking it. In fact, I never told him how long he needs to stay in the cricket cage, okay? I, it's just an experiment. He, so he's fully, he put it on, right? So all he has to do is choose to take it off, to say, I'm not allowing this chaos in my brain area anymore. I'm done with this. But he, he can't hear me, which is awesome. So he's going to have to figure that out on his own. He, he gets to decide. And whatever chaos or crazy the devil tries to put in your brain, you have the power to, to take it off. Just like all Sean has to do is pull that thing off his head. Anytime he wants now, he could do that. But... He doesn't understand that, and I wanna make sure you understand, you have the power to pull off those crazy thoughts, to say, I'm not gonna think about these thoughts anymore, I'm not gonna allow the devil to mess with my thinking. Sean, how may I serve you? When can I take this off? Literally anytime. time. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Sean, <laughs> you can't do that though. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know, but don't dump the crickets where they, squeak in our student center for the rest of our lives you got to hold this right here okay all right I also can't see her hair still okay well Ah. oh my gosh all right they're probably in your shirt go shake your shirt out outside okay yeah later okay once Sean realized he's in control he has the power to decide I'm not going to allow that on my head anymore. Friends, you have the power to make the same decision. You can say, you know what, enough. I'm not gonna think that way anymore. I'm not gonna listen to those lies. I'm not gonna listen to those anxious thoughts. I'm not gonna be racked with anxiety and panic anymore. I'm done. I'm done with that. You can take off that line of thinking. Now, how did the, how did Jesus, did this ever happen to him, and how did he handle it? And the truth is, it did. Matthew chapter four in the Bible talks about how Jesus was under attack temptation, and all these thoughts were coming at him from the devil. And Jesus handled the situation by quoting the Bible. He handled it by quoting the Bible. And that might seem overly simplistic, but it's literally the technique I recommend to you. If you know you're under attack in your thoughts in a certain area, maybe it's worry, memorize a Bible verse that combats worry. Memorize Philippians that says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then every time the thought comes jumping into your mind that makes you worry, quote that Bible verse. Or maybe you're worried about, are you going to ever grow up and have like a good job and a good life? Or are you going to be stuck being broke and poor? Memorize Psalms that says that God will give you the desires of your heart. And every time that thought comes in your mind, quote that Bible verse. And maybe you're like, I don't even know that many Bible verses. You can literally Google them. You can also ask any of the pastors and we will help you or Google them for you and help you find a verse. But memorize a verse that specifically takes the lie that you're struggling with and attacks it and goes after it. That's how Jesus handled temptation. If you can identify the lie in your mind, then you'll have the power to go against it with the Bible. And then the second step is to quote those Bible verses against that attack. And guys, that can be so huge. It sounds simple, but it's absolutely life-changing. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse two, it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. How many of you would like to know God's will for your life, <laughs> right? How do you know God's will for your life, his perfect and pleasing will? The Bible says if you allow God to begin to change the way you think, you will find out what God's will for your life is. That's a big thing in high school. What's next? What's coming? Should I go to college? Should I not go to college? Should I take out loans? Should I not take out loans? Should I join the military? Should I get this job or that job? Should I take a gap year? Should I travel? Can you even travel during COVID? God, what is your will? What is your plan for me next? How do you find that out? You find it out by letting Jesus transform your thinking by removing the lies from your thoughts, taking them captive, taking them out, and then allowing God to speak that truth into you. I wanna pray with you. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each student in this room. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for them. That before they were even born, you created a good and pleasing and perfect will for them. God, I pray that you would not keep that a mystery, but that you would reveal it to them in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask that you would fill them with strength. And God, whatever lie is coming against them, whatever that lie might be, I pray that you would help them to recognize it as a lie. That they wouldn't accept that lie as, well, just because it's true. They wouldn't accept the lie as their own thought and keep holding on to it. But they would be able to separate truth from lies tonight. They would recognize what the lie is. And they would figure out how to trust you to heal that place where the devil stabbed into their brain. That you would heal their thinking. In Jesus' name, set them free from that lie. We thank you for that. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.